Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 125 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. So today, I think is going to be good. I'm not sure. I actually decided to change the episode about 10 minutes before I recorded it, and I really only have time for one shot at recording this bad boy, so it could suck. Usually I say if it sucks, you won't hear it, but... Honestly, if this one sucks, you're probably going to hear it because I've got to post it by Thursday and it's Wednesday. It's the day before. It is April 20th. It is, uh, what is that? Adolf Hitler's birthday. It is the day that, you know what? This episode's already off to a bad start. Let's just, let's just kind of push to, to the content. Uh, just a little bit of thought on the content today. I think everything that I've been talking about for the past like six months even is mainly focused on what my uh, my book and my new instructional are about uh, just how to learn jujitsu and I've been really really digging into routine I've really dug into a, a lot of things if you guys listen to the show you know exactly what I'm talking about this episode will be the first one that is about something that is newer right like books are weird they they start to become outdated not outdated you just have different thoughts right this is the first non-book thought that i have had this is going to be something that isn't in the book and probably isn't in um, the video version the video instructional and so that's what i'm excited about to talk about something a little bit new this is something i've referenced on the show before um but just get a deep dive into understanding you know we did an episode on physicality um, and when to use and how to use it. Uh, but there's still a big missing part on that episode of physicality. And that is doing jujitsu with no physicality and understanding how to do that and how to get better at that, why you should get better at that. And why, if you're a competitor, you probably need techniques and ideas that are one or the other. You need both, right? You can't just uh, expect to live in chaos and win you can't just expect to have perfect technique and perfect control and win in competition uh you need to be able to utilize both and we'll talk about that we're going to talk about uh, a lot of fun stuff in this episode uh, but before we get into that before we get into the episode let's go to a word from our sponsors we have somebody really cool to tell you guys uh, about this word from our sponsors here it is If you guys have listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you knew that I was setting myself up for that commercial. Uh, you guys knew I didn't have, I don't have anybody that would record a commercial for me, especially a commercial like or about mastering the duck guard. If you guys don't know what the duck guard is, the duck guard about two and a half years ago, it actually started with a shoulder injury and coming back way too soon and not being able to use my right arm. So I just played just left-handed jujitsu off my back, which was kind of ignorant, but it produced a really cool position. It produced a really cool idea and a really cool guard. And that guard is called the duck guard. And all duck guard is, is a systemized version of cross sleeve. So playing off your back and playing with a cross sleeve grip 
and being able to get underneath people, being able to finish a lot of people off your back, and probably most importantly, just being able to win the grip fight constantly because the grip fight is so simple. Um, the idea of the grip fight is so simple and it really simplifies one of the hardest parts of jujitsu for most people because of the chaos in this part of jujitsu and that is disconnected off of your back. Uh, when you have to grapple somebody and you have no connections and you are sitting or laying down. That is so hard for people because we have almost no access to our physical attributes, but we have access to grip fighting. And that is what this instructional is about, is simplifying your grip fight, learning to fight for one grip uh, to kind of funnel people into just a few different attacks and sweeps. Uh, you guys are gonna really, really love mastering the gut guard. And for the entire month of April, it is 40% off. Uh, at simplifyingjujitsu.com and only at simplifyingjujitsu.com. You can find the duck guard itself at simplifyingjujitsu.com slash quack. Back to you, Josh. Tell me if this has ever happened to you. You were training at the gym, you're going with somebody who's just physically superior to you, maybe uh, bigger, maybe stronger, maybe faster, uh, but you should have the better jujitsu. You've been training longer. You understand jujitsu better than them. You understand your grip bites better. You get to your best position, and then they use their physical attributes to beat you. Uh, for example, you get to mount and they just with pure power bridge and roll you off or side control. They, they bench press you off of them or um, what other positions or from standing. That is some, one of the most, it, most common times you see physical disparities really, really matter uh, is from the feet when we're both being athletic um, and just so many places that we lose, but we knew the technique we knew what we were supposed to do. It just didn't work. So I've talked about this before. I've talked about technique conquers all. I almost feel like this is the last evolution of the technique conquers all episode that I did. I have no idea how long ago. Um, well, I guess the next evolution, hopefully I have better ideas on it later on and um, you know, in the future. But for right now, this is just where I'm at with these ideas of thinking about technique and and how important is it in jujitsu? Is it the most important thing? Does it actually conquer all? And as what happens when you start to ask questions like this, you start to say that there's got to be a reason that I'm smaller than this guy, but I have much better technique. He just kills me. It's just not even close. He's just so physical. I can't deal with him. Uh, and you, a lot of times because the answer is, oh, technique conquers all. Oh, you just don't have better technique. Um, and that is true. Yes, that is going to be where we eventually get to in this argument is, is learning technique and, and trying to problem solve our way through. But that doesn't always happen uh, in the beginning. That's not always feasible. And so one of the best places to start is just understanding that there are two types of jujitsu. Uh, nobody knows this, not like, not like Japanese and Brazilian jujitsu. Um, I would say there are probably two types of grappling in general. 
and I think that a lot of people don't think in these terms. And the two types are really simple. The first type is what we would call controlled jujitsu. So controlled jujitsu is pretty much based on the areas of control on your body, right? Your armpits, the back of the knees, your hips, the back of your neck. It's also, you know, in ways to express that it's also focused a lot on grip biting because to control those positions, you have to, or control those points on the body. You have to be able to create connection and win the grip fight, right? You have to be able to control those points. It also, the distance management, weight distribution, those things are things that you can always have access to. Um, you can always have access to the ability to manage distance. Even if you're dead tired, you can always use weight distribution. Even if you're dead tired, even when physically everything else is depleted. Uh, so control jujitsu is one side. The other side would be chaos jujitsu. And if you watch anything that flow grappling puts out in Nogi, that's chaos jujitsu. Unless Gordon Ryan's fighting on it, it's chaos jujitsu. And that is not to say that you cannot, um, you, you know, the control, the chaos jujitsu is wrong. Uh, I don't want to, at, at any point in this, I really think it's important to understand that both are jujitsu. I don't think, I don't think a lot about like, oh, that's just a big guy move. That's just a big guy move. I kind of think uh, of jujitsu and grappling in the terms of Captain Jack Sparrow when he tells Orlando Bloom, I know I didn't say Johnny Depp, but I used Orlando Bloom. I don't know why I did that. Uh, but he tells Orlando Bloom, there are only two rules to a fight, what a man can do and what a man can't do. And in jujitsu, it's the same. Obviously, there are rules to a jujitsu match, but then in those rules, that's it. There is no, oh, well, that's a look down upon technique, right? I think that there are dangerous techniques. That's different. But like, oh, you can't do ankle locks right now because these guys don't know it you know, something like that, right? You see those, those ideas of technique. People do that a lot where they put extra rules in jujitsu. Um, you can't put your hands on the mat. Never put your hands on the mat when you're on top. Like if you put your hands on the right spot and it helps with your weight distribution, put your hands on the mat. You know, people just coming up with these ideas and saying, this is how it has to be. I really think is what causes us to really understand or misunderstanding simple things like, okay, most jujitsu, if we watch Hodger Gracie, Hodger Gracie had amazing controlled jujitsu. It seemed like he was always connected to the person. I think at certain weight classes, at certain in certain divisions, I think it is probably more common to see a little more controlled jujitsu. You see um, a lot of older guys. Like I always, this is really where I came up with this idea was training with my dad. Uh, my dad is 61 years old and he's a black belt. And he and I will, will do jujitsu and we will train pretty hard. When we train, though, neither of us is really using a lot of their physical attributes. Why? Because I'm 200 pounds and my dad's 170 pounds and I'm 28 and my dad's 61, right? But when we just play control jujitsu, when we just see who has better 
grip fighting, weight distribution, uh, angle creation. We both get way, way better than if I used my physicality, if I used my chaos jujitsu. And that's what chaos jujitsu is, is anything, any technique that requires physicality that does not make it not a technique that does not make it wrong. If you have to be fast, or if you have to be flexible, or if you have to be strong to get it to work, it just means that you use those physical attributes. Something we talked about in the episode of physicality is we kind of have like a finite amount of physicality that we have access to, right? Um, there are only so many times that I can explode in a round. Something that uh, a joke we always make, and I've told this on the podcast before, but a joke that we always make at my coach's gym, my coach Kyle Watson, uh, is you call it a Kyle Watson when you are in a really bad spot and then you just use a ton of explosiveness, strength, and toughness and grit to get out of it. Because even in his 40s, uh, Kyle can still do that to me at as a, at 28 years old, if I get him somewhere really, really good, there are times he will do what we call a Kyle Watson. And he will just say, no, I'm going to get out of this. Uh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to get out of this. And uh, the other joke that we have is now that Kyle is in his forties, he has like one Kyle Watson that he gets to use like every three weeks at this point, right? He used to get one a day. Uh, now he gets like, one every three weeks. Uh, and we joke about that, but that is kind of true when it comes to physicality in jujitsu. If you think about it, like, and this sounds weird, even flexibility, that's a, that's a, a physicality thing, right? Even flexibility can get worn out in rounds. If you ever, I remember the first time it ever happened to me, I was grappling with Josh Hanger and he was trying to pass. I was a purple belt at the time and he was just a really good black belt. And if you ever grapple with Josh Hanger, one thing that I think anybody um, after rolling him with him would say is he is incredibly strong. And there was a point where I kind of like inverted what some people would call uh, like inverted guard or upside down guard. And instead of trying to pass it, instead of trying to back out, all he did was he just hugged me and he just made me sit in that very flexible, flexed position for like a minute in the round. And it was hard to breathe and it was super uncomfortable. And normally like that's a position I don't mind, but he goes, okay, you're using too much of that physicality, I am going to just make you use all of your flexibility and I'm just going to keep you here and it's going to be hard to breathe and you're going to be stuck. And it was so hard to not be gassed at the end of that because I overused physicality, right? And, uh, and I can't match this guy for strength. He is so much stronger than me. Me using that physicality is just going to wear me out even more probably. And so understanding why we use control jujitsu and why we use chaos jujitsu and when we use control jujitsu and when we use chaos jujitsu, that is what we're going to try to figure out on today's episode. And so just kind of beginning at the beginning, when it comes to uh, a chaos and control, my first thoughts on control jujitsu ever really, um, they ever really came from watching Chris Payne's, uh, how, how to defend everything video. That really was an eye-opening thing for me. When I watched that video, it was pretty much right when it came out. I remember one of my students' um, dads, it was one of my kids' dads, he sent me this video and he goes, hey, do you think, because you always told me to kind of 
be aware of YouTube stuff. And he goes, but this seems really smart. What do you think about this? And I watched the video and I kind of didn't even give my thoughts on it. I was like, I need to just sit on that. I don't, it seems true. What he's talking about seems really true. And that like meeting Chris really helped me to understand the importance of controlled jujitsu. Now, here is the thing about people with good controlled jujitsu. A lot of times you get good at the control side of jujitsu because you just don't have the physicality to use. A lot of times it's by necessity that you get good at control jujitsu. You get good at the flow. Uh, and you know, you, you're not using a lot of physicality. My, one of my students, uh, Ron, Ron, this is who I think about. He's my kid's coach. Uh, he's one of my purple belts. One of the most effortless grapplers that you will ever grapple. Nothing that he does. Does he ever try to force? If it's not there, it's just not there. And you think about, man, how do you develop that? Well, you develop that when, uh, our friend Nick Sanders is his first coach and, Ron Ron weighs 140 pounds and Nick weighs 220 pounds. And then all the guys around him at our gym at the time, even they were all much bigger when he came to our gym and guess what happened? He had to just be effortless because when he would try to use physicality, what man, okay, I'm going up with Josh. He has 50 pounds on me. Uh, I'm going to try to muscle him on this sweep. It's not going to work. Right. And even if it does, it's going to require so much more from you than it's going to require from me. Right. Uh, even if you get it to work flawlessly. So understanding how much chaos and how much control you need to have, I think you first need to decide what your goal is for jujitsu. Uh, if you are not going to be a competitor, if you are going to be a true hobbyist of jujitsu, you have no intention of ever competing and you just, you just want to show up and train. I really, really think the more controlled jujitsu that you focus on, the longer your career in jujitsu is going to be, the longer your hobby in jujitsu is going to be, uh, the it's just so much easier on your body to not have to explode the problem with chaos jujitsu. And I'm sure that the way I described it at first, people thought, oh gosh, Josh is going to bash the chaos. And I will not. I think it's really important. I think it's a very important part of jujitsu. But the problem with chaos jujitsu is that sometimes it lets you have big holes in your game. Uh, because physically you can, you know, we talk about this, uh, sometimes like how, how athletes like to train jujitsu is you think about, it's like lily pads on a pond. Each lily pad is their technique, but in order to get from one technique to the next, they have to use physicality. They have to use athleticism. They have to jump from one lily pad to the next. The difference with controlled jujitsu, because the understanding of grip fighting and hand positioning is so much more important and leg positioning is so much more important when you're actually trying to control someone, which I'll define in just a second. Um, but when you're actually trying to control someone, it is so much easier on your body. You don't have to use these big physicality things, but then with physicality, you also, or with chaos jujitsu, you also will start to find 
like here's a good example. You have a really, really good explosive knee cut and it gets you into side control a lot. Uh, and you're able to get finishes from side control. You have really good arm bar from side control. Maybe you hit your, um, you hit your knee cut into that like 180 degree arm bar. Super cool. That's, you know, like cast jujitsu is cool. You got to admit it looks great. Now, here is the problem with that. What if you end up in north-south? What if your chaos jujitsu gets you through the guard, but you end up in north-south and you don't have anything from north-south? You, um, you don't have a really good way of fighting back, right? If you have good control, if you have good understanding of control, you're, you understand how to transfer your hands from behind the neck to an underhook and back to the other side and create the right angles that you need while keeping your opponent flat. But if you just know those two techniques and use athleticism in between those two techniques, you just know your knee cut and your 180 degree arm bar, guess what's going to happen? Eventually, people are going to start stopping your jump. When you go from jump to one lily pad to the next, they're going to put your, their foot in your hip and, oh crap, my knee cut didn't work. Well, I need to go for it again. And maybe I don't get side control this time. Well, I need to go for it again. And maybe I don't get side control again. And maybe I go for it again. And now I'm in North South and they escape because they're better at escaping North South. I don't know. I only know side control. That is a big problem that comes with chaos jujitsu. Uh, and so I think a lot of times just looking at your jujitsu and saying, okay, this is control. And for a lot of people at first, they're going to look at their jujitsu after hearing this podcast and say, I don't even think I have any controlled jujitsu. Everything I do requires strength. And I'll tell you guys how to handle that. Um, after we define control. Um, but uh, you know, that is going to be a problem that some people are going to run into. We're going to look at a really simple solution. If you feel like you are not, you don't have control jujitsu and that's what you want. Um, so just understanding what control is, I think with all of the episodes that I've done on the importance of controlling someone, I don't know if I've ever defined what that means and, and what important control is. And so I'll just kind of give you a really loose definition of what I think control is in jujitsu. Uh, so anything that regulates movement is going to be control in jujitsu. Uh, the main places to get control, we talk about like, um, armpit, uh, hip back of the knee, those things also, we can create control by uh, immobilizing those things. Like I can control you with good double unders and start to stack you. Even if my weight starts to get really high into your calf and not in the back of your knee, I can keep you very stacked from that position, right? It's very uncomfortable. I can start to be heavy um, by immobilizing your, your limb a little bit. That gives us more control. But the big thing that control is, is the ability to regulate someone's movement. That does not mean that you prevent their movement. And that does not mean that you regulate every single movement that they can make. Uh, it just means that you're regulating, you are kind of slowing down their movement or having some control over their movement. So, um, right, an underhook is a really, really good way to think about this. All an underhook will usually do is keep a person flat. It regulates their ability 
to get on their shoulder, to turn to their side, which for most escapes from side control mount, uh, they require us to turn on our side. Most of the time, when we are thinking on a, a controlled jujitsu standpoint, we realize the value of the underhook, not just while we're knee cutting, but even before when we go into that headquarters position where you can drop your knee on the solar plex. Uh, I feel like I've done used a lot of specific techniques in this episode, whatever, I guess, I guess it's just how it's going. Um, but as we go into, uh, thinking about like, okay, so we can regulate people's movement with control. Well, how do we gain control? We grip bite or we use our weight correctly. We use weight distribution. Those are pretty much going to be our main versions of getting control. And then you can also say angle creation, which is part of grip biting, right? Um, but those are going to be the places that we get control. Um, yeah, I won't get any deeper into that. I wanted to, I still have some deeper thoughts on control, but I don't know if they are fully, I don't know if they're true yet. I still am. I'm still experimenting with those. We'll get into like deep control thoughts sometime in the future, maybe six months from now, maybe a year from now. I don't know. Or maybe like next week when I just get really crazy and I feel like it. Uh, but yeah, we'll drop control. Now let's say that you're looking at jujitsu and you're starting to understand what I mean by control and chaos jujitsu. And you're saying, man, I only use physicality. I use physicality in every single thing that I do with jujitsu. Every technique is physical. Uh, I'm going to give you two really simple ways to start to get out of that, to start to get more controlled jujitsu. So the first one is to learn to roll without strength. I used to use the language like roll without strength. You know, you should roll without strength, but you shouldn't always roll without strength. Sometimes we need physicality, right? Sometimes uh, using a little physicality in one part of the game of jujitsu saves me a lot of energy uh, a little later on in that same round, right? In that same match. Uh, and so we just have to use it wisely, right? Uh, but how we will learn to roll without strength is I think it's easiest to start with people that are, um, you're just slightly better than. And what you should do is you should try to not use strength. You should try to see if just by using the things that I've talked about, grip biting, angle creation, uh, weight distribution, and control, just using those things, can you beat people at jujitsu? Or do you need speed, explosiveness, strength? Do you need those things? Uh, and so what you'll start to do is you'll start to feel jujitsu better than you ever have before. Think about it. If somebody uh, pokes you in the back and you are completely relaxed, you'll feel that. You'll notice it and probably even tickle you. You'll be like, oh my gosh, that freaked me out, right? You feel it so much. Now, if you were flexing every muscle in your body and then somebody poked you in the back, would you even feel it? Especially if it was light, you might not feel that, right? You might not notice. You don't feel as much when you're straining, right? You're focused on straining. Jiu-Jitsu is going to be the same. We don't feel as much in the round when we are straining, when we're 
pulling really hard. One of the simplest ways is you ask yourself throughout rounds, is what I'm doing even relevant? A lot of the times it's not. A lot of times you're pulling on a grip that really doesn't matter. And you could just easily let go and switch to a different grip to where you don't have to now use strength, right? Um, putting your body in the right spot is going to be important for not using strength, right? But even when you do lose, you still you lose without strength. That is really hard for people to do. That really is something in jujitsu that requires uh, like no ego is to not go, oh, well, now I'm in a bad spot. Now I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to flex and bust out. Don't do that. Try to work your defense. Try to work your frames, right? Um, Try to work your hand positioning. Try to work your angle creation, even in bad spots. And kind of go with whatever's happening. Uh, If your head is getting turned really hard with a cross face, maybe turn your body that way. You don't have to just eat the cross face. You don't have to just bridge towards it, right? Um, Just make sure that you're trying to use your controlled jujitsu. So that is going to be one way. And I think, I really think that that is a, a simple way for a lot of people, but not everybody can feel jujitsu very well. Uh, that is it. I think eventually everybody does, but some people, it takes 10, 15 years to start to really feel jujitsu and feel what's going on and, and to be able to unconsciously just do jujitsu. Uh, and so I don't, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that there are guys that are really, really, really good that don't have great feel. Um, they just have to learn differently. And luckily for you guys, I'm writing a book about how to learn differently. Uh, if that is you, if you go, yeah, that's me, I'm struggling. I learn differently than everyone else at the gym seems to, and I seem so much slower than them. You're going to be who, uh, the three, uh, the three perspectives book is going to be on the three lenses is what it will be called. Uh, but gosh, where was I? I don't remember. Um, back to, yeah, our second way of getting, you know, getting better at feeling jujitsu, getting better at, control from our chaos jujitsu start to look at what techniques you do um so like i example i gave was you do a knee cut to um 180 degree arm bar in all honesty i can do that move those moves super controlled i just break it down into more steps i don't just go my foot's here explode through to the knee position i go okay my foot's here now my best position is to bring my knee to the solar plex and to try to keep my chest over the chest what i'm looking for is now my free hand is wanting an underhook also so i can go double unders or um kind of an overhook cup on the elbow or even a sleeve grip if i need that but i already have my underhook on my right arm so it is fine and uh then once i get to side control i don't just go okay i'm going to see if i can just pull them up and throw in for this 180 degree arm bar i go maybe if i go to knee on belly first, it lets me start to pull him on his side a little easier. And then when I step, I need to step in this correct spot, right? I need to think about what gives me the best control of this guy's arm. And by thinking of jujitsu that way, like really breaking it down and taking time with a training partner to go, Hey, let's figure out what we do and see how we could do it better. It's so much easier than this this like uh, the rat race of always trying to add new technique, always trying to add new technique. Sometimes your best technique would just be filling in the gaps of the things that you do 
with actual technique, with actual knowledge, with actual, with actual grip biting, with actual control, um, that will be really helpful for you. If you feel like you are, um, if you feel like you have too much physicality, if you have too much chaos jujitsu. Now, what if you feel like, okay, well, I do all control jujitsu, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I feel like I'm a better technician than most guys that I grapple with. Um, most guys I compete with, I think competing is a really good example of this, you know, but they're just more physical than me. They just, they just go harder or they are tougher to some of the stuff that I do. Uh, so I think for someone like that, if you are struggling in that sense, adding back a little physicality would be nice. Adding back maybe five or 10% of your jujitsu having some chaos, right? And you save that only when your controlled jujitsu wore out your opponent, right? But that would be a strategy. And I think that that is where you go from, okay, I have great controlled jujitsu. I have great technique, but it doesn't always seem to matter. It seems like I lose to people that I shouldn't be losing to. Most likely you need more strategy in your jujitsu, right? You look at what you have, what your physical attributes are, what your techniques are. And then you say, how do I play this game? How do I, what we call paint the whole picture? How do I play this game as a whole, this round as a whole? Uh, that will be so helpful for you. If you feel like, well, I really control, but I don't get the results that I want. Um, and something that you know, I've referenced this on the podcast, probably two or three different times. And then I've even asked Sean Williams about it, but something Sean Williams talked about when he had Hodger Gracie, uh, he, he talked to Hodger Gracie after Hodger had just won weight and open class two years in a row at worlds. And like his best training partner was like 180 pound purple belt and Hodger was winning a black belt. And Sean Williams wanted to know, how did you do that? And he said, well, I rolled without strength. Um, I found when I don't use any strength, but my techniques still work Then the techniques are good. And then I add that strength and, and speed and explosiveness back and start to use them with my technique. And so learning to do both is going to be important. There are times that physicality, like I said, is helpful. Um, you just have to decide when that is and at what time to use that. And I think that that comes with just thinking about rounds, right? Thinking about your jujitsu, um, you know, like the people that you go with and say, well, how am I going to how am I going to strategize for this guy? What could I do differently? Maybe I don't go for my my passes until like with a minute left in the round, because normally what happens is I try to pass this guy and then I get tired and then he sweeps me and then he can beat me up because he's better on top. What if I just try to control behind his knees uh, and I, you know, what we would call in the podcast prevent. You start to prevent this person and then you go, okay, I've got a, a minute left. Now it's time to blitz. Uh, I've wore him down with my control, with my defense. Now it's time to try to pass him. Now it's time to really bring the heat for the next minute. And I don't know if you will pass the person or not, right? I don't know who you're rolling with, but I promise you, you will have a different result than you normally do. It will be different because you tried a new strategy. You didn't try new techniques, right? Um, some people have amazing controlled jujitsu and then they struggle to figure out what to work, right? Because the only times they lose are to people that are bigger and stronger. They beat everybody else. 
how do you figure out what to work? I already roll without strength. Everybody is stronger than me. I think one of the best ways to do that is to use strategy and to get good at sharpening that saw of strategizing. That will be so helpful for so many people, I think, that are struggling with being out physical all of the time. Uh, do I have any more thoughts on chaos, jujitsu, and control? Yeah, this is a good one. I think um, just how much of each should you have? Obviously, this is going to depend on who you are. I think that thinking about, and I talk about this sometimes, think about jujitsu like a video game, looking at what skills you have, looking at what your physicality traits are. Uh, and then saying, I'm going to build a jujitsu game around that. I'm going to think through my jujitsu game around that. If you're Nikki Rod, you can go out with pure chaos jujitsu and get second at ADCC as a blue belt, right? If I went out with that game plan, if I said, I'm going to use these techniques that Nikki Rod used, and because he showed me a blueprint on how to win, and I went and got into whatever, 77 kilograms, 88 kilograms, and I tried to do jujitsu that way, I would probably get murdered because he is an 11 out of 10 when it comes to athleticism and physicality. And I'm a seven out of 10 on a good day, <laughs> once, once every couple of weeks, I'm a seven out of 10. And, um, when you have that much discrepancy, you're able to use way more chaos jujitsu. Uh, so obviously, you, you know, you think like, sometimes you see these rounds of a blue belt beating a black belt. You're like, oh my gosh, he's better at jujitsu. He's so much better. We should learn from this blue belt. Most likely when it comes to learning, the black belt would be better at teaching you. Um, it would be better at making you understand because usually they're not a black belt in physicality. They just got so out physical that they got killed by this blue belt. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not a part of jujitsu that they really care about. Um, they care about the control, but as that black belt, as somebody who loses and it's because of physicality, I really think you do have to own it. I think you can't be like, well, this guy's just athletic or he's just strong. You say, how do I strategize to beat this guy? He has so much chaos and I am so much control. How can I beat him? That's really where jujitsu gets fun. I think that's like for me lately, that has been what I've been enjoying more than anything is seeing that how just thinking about around a little differently can make you have this insanely different result in your round by saying, okay, I'm only going to control this guy. I always try to be really physical with him, but maybe he's just a better athlete than me. And then I start to do well with the guy. And then when it's, I turn on my physicality, well, now we're kind of even in physicality because you're tired and I'm not. Just doing that stuff makes jujitsu so much fun. And the most important thing when it comes to training jujitsu is to think fun first. Uh, you're going to always want to train in ways that you enjoy. Because uh, if not, well, you're not going to enjoy jujitsu training. And then what's the point of training jujitsu? And that is where I'll leave you guys. I didn't even look at my time of when I started. This could have been a 10 minute episode. It could have been 10 hours. I was just ranting and ranting. Um, no, I think it ended up being a pretty good time, but that's all I have for you guys. Let's take it back to Josh so he can hit that outro.
And that is the episode. Really enjoyed talking about chaos and control jujitsu. This is what happened. I, I never change up my podcast. I usually think about like what I want to talk about and um, like think about it for three or four days. And then whenever I feel good, I'll either record it on a Monday or Wednesday. Uh, so I was kind of not feeling good about what I was going to talk about, but I really liked the idea. So I kept thinking through it and kept thinking through it. It's just not ready yet. Right. And it's just going to be an episode that I need to put in my back pocket and save for a little bit. Uh, but while I was doing this, I went to my coach to train. One of my students came with me and we were just talking jujitsu in the car ride home. And that is um, kind of one of my favorite things to do is to just talk about jujitsu to people that understand jujitsu. It makes me better at understanding jujitsu is just trying to see how they see it uh, and see what they like and, and think through that. And so we started talking and then we ended up on the idea of controlled jujitsu and chaos jujitsu. And since I had done that episode in the car with him pretty much you know when we were talking about it and he asked some questions and it really sparked my thoughts on it and so i go ah you know what today's about controlled jujitsu and chaos jujitsu and so that is what the episode was on i hope you guys like this one if this episode sounded better than other ones you guys let me know if it didn't also let me know uh i just I switch my mics all the time and switch how I use them and switch my where I record and uh, just trying to experiment with this. I really like the setup that I've been using lately just in my office because it's just so easy to go into my office and I figured out a way to set everything up that I didn't just have lights in the middle of the room and um, it was just a mess all the time. And so that's been really nice is to have an office and to be able to record in the office because I was struggling to do both, uh, but I've been able to. So if you guys think that this sound is great, be sure to let me know. Also, be sure to check out Mastering the Duck Guard. I am telling you, you will love the simplicity of such a high level guard. You will be pulling stuff off at the gym and everybody on the team will be like, oh my gosh, that's nuts. How, do, how did you do that? And honestly, you'll be able to break it down in two or three steps. You'll be able to say, oh, it's it's really simple. All you have to do is think about it this way. Um, and that is just because I spent so long focusing on it, uh, so long making sure that it was going to be a really good product and make sure that it's just gonna really show jujitsu that I love. It's kind of funny, I keep doing this with my hand. I noticed that um, while I was talking. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, you don't see this, but in the background of me mastering the duck guard, on my little ad in the back. My hand is doing the exact same thing that I was doing. That's weird. Um, but that's all I have for you guys today. Hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hope you guys check out Mastering the Duck Guard. And most importantly, I hope that you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>